you can do it yes you can i'll breathe through it help me understand your trouble your struggle i build you up i'm free through it you're my buttercup you're listening to you can do it with brie pruitt the weekly pep talk podcast for all the things we struggle with and boy do we struggle hey i am coming to you live from the studio in glendale california that's the traditional land of the tongva tatapian and chumash people sending all my energy to the good and gentle listeners wherever you are and all of my energy is going now to your ancestors and my ancestors and all of those people whose blood pumps through your veins or just energetically you're connected to who lived through history and now you are living through history and they support your survival through history. The time that we're in now that feels very eventful. There have been other times in recent history that have been also very eventful that our recent relatives have been at. It's all important and we're all gonna make it. Um, no, we're not all gonna make it, but here we are. Hey, it's me, Bree Pruitt. I am uh, so glad that you have found me, uh, whoever you are, if you're a frequent listener or if you're a first-time listener. This is a pep talk podcast, and this week I was very happy to talk to uh, Ms. Lauren Mayer. Lauren is a Bay Area comic who's been in the game for a minute, and she started out doing regular music, and then she started doing comedy music, then she started doing topical political comedy music, and she really shared her struggle with not really know howing, not knowing howing, not in howing, not knowing how to pitch that, you know, and she describes herself as like a Jewish mom. She's like intense, and she was like, how do I promote myself? And I for sure vibe with that as a as a pro comedian but also i i think that her experience will be really resonant with everybody because you know just like saying just asking for people to look at you is kind of a lot but we got to learn how to take up space in this world gosh dang it so i hope you continue to listen to the to the rest of the podcast listen to Lauren Mayer and and follow her enjoy her future TikToks, uh, which I uh, eventually offer as a p- potential outlet for her. I hope she I hope she takes me up on that. Uh, speaking of TikToks, you can also find your girl on TikTok. You can do it. Podcast. Is it you can do a podcast? Listen, uh, I will I will cross post it on Instagram, but I have my very first TikTok up on up on TikTok. It is about uh, rejecting diet culture get into it, huh? Maybe there will be more. I can't promise too much, but I had a time making it. I sure like, you know, making very informative things that I think people like information on TikTok. People love information set to a beat and a little dance. We'll see what happens there. Um, what else is happening? Well, you know, a, a coup, you know, there was a storming the Capitol. Um, actually, Lauren and I recorded on the day, on, on the day. Um, and I, you know, I w- I'm going to link to an episode of Radio Lab that I think I recommended a few months ago. And it was like a what if, you know, it was like, okay, here's what could happen if, um, the election results are challenged over and over again. And it really prepared me for this moment. But what it didn't prepare me for was the emotion of it, which is 
fucking scary because you know you know you kind of see it coming and like okay here's the things that could be put into motion but what you don't see is like the people and their fucking crazy eyes and their hats and the get up and the and the pageantry of the culture of the count the counterculture so um yeah so I'm going to link to that and to the energy that I'm sending to all of you who are experiencing this and and are here with me in the United States is um like our ancestors, we got to witness that history is happening. Don't check out, you know, take care of yourself, but don't check out. Let's stay engaged. And what, you know, what really I think was revealed about the Capitol siege is like, oh, fuck, that's right. It's not just a fucked up system. It's like white supremacy, right? It's like mainstream white supremacy. It's like, and then there's all this there's other corruption in government, right, that needs to be looked at or not just government, but the systems of, you know, othering people in society and people being disenfranchised and blah. So <laughs> you, you can't check out one. One way I am choosing not to check out is, um, you know, kind of look trying to really look at shadow. <laughs> this is very abstract, but I, I just mean like, um, you know, those fucking people, you know, it's somebody's uncle, it's somebody's, you know, some white person's uncle, <laughs> some, you know, when you have a fucking wart on your foot, you look at it, you deal with it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that's necessarily the person, not a great metaphor, but it, we, you know, really trying to engage with this thing. So anyway, I have a lot of problems with the Democratic Party, certainly. Um, now that the Democratic Party is in, in conceivably in the driver's seat, um, instead of, you know, what I am choosing to do in this moment is to engage with that. So I'm, I'm going to try to, that's one vow that I've made to myself is like, I'm going to fucking deal with Democrats and figure out, you know, who's dirty, you know, and like, you know, try to rally behind, um, the people who, anyway, if you are a registered Democrat in the state of California, there is a ballot to guide the party or, you know, candidates, uh, a ballot to elect candidates. Oh, boy. To <laughs> guide the party. And this ballot of candidates is called Forward 43. And I will link it to the program um, so that you can. I think it might be a little late to vote, but just to get familiarized with like a, a political movement. So whatever, whatever engagement you feel called to do good and gentle listener whether it be engage with a political party whether it be to engage with I don't know sunrise movement right or something climate change related which is also you know there's a lot of racial justice components to environmental justice um, because oftentimes like you know the most marginalized people are impacted by climate um, change um, all paths forward are what is needed it needs to come from all parts of society. It all's got to go. It all's got to go. And that is the vibe of this Capricorn season, folks. Um, yeah, so what else is happening? I hope you're taking care of yourselves by watching some TV and, and being being a joyous human. I, myself, am watching a delightful show on Hulu called Letter Kenny, and there are like seven seasons of it, and it's very Canadian. And if you want to peace out and go to Canada... Um, that is a way to do it, man. I'll tell you what, I, I had to take some, 
it takes some getting into. There's a rhythm to it. It's a bit like um, Seinfeld. You know, it's like just like here's a culture. They're very repetitive. They have inside jokes. Have at it. Very fun. Also, um, TikTok has been very good to me. I like it very much. I'm going to get right into the rant because we got a we got a big podcast. Let me just get right in the rant. I start every episode with a rant to rant it out. Got to rant out this energy um, today. My rant is about the lie, the myth of linear time. Boo, boo, linear time. You're not real, bitch. You think one thing and then another thing. You think ABC, then EFG. Uh-uh. Um, I think I missed some letters in there. That was a good representation representation of how time actually is because honey, this has been a dense one. This has been a big week where I don't I don't recall uh, a whole week of things happening. I I had no I have no idea. You know what I mean? When when um I have no idea when the coup happened in relationship to today. Like I I that day lasted several weeks. Um yeah, linear time is trash. It's not the way things feel, actually. Like, actually, um, there was a conversation I had when I was, like, 20 years old with this guy that I had sex with for the first time after being friends with for, like, a year. And then we accidentally hooked up. And then we met at a coffee shop to talk about it. Actually, that conversation lasted 30 seven decades and my experience of like the year 2006 to 2011 that was actually 20 minutes mm-hmm. um this year has been 27 years mm-hmm. uh the last three years before that though we're only um, an hour and a half. So it's really good to remember that linear time, fully a myth, fully a lie, and we are chill. So, you know, that's what's up. Good rant. Okay, let me get into the pep talk. The pep talk today is about the time of year. We got to balance it out. We got to balance the rant with the pep talk. And the pep talk is that this is the most depressing this is the most depressing week in the year, categorically. This is the most depressing week in the year. It's January. The days are very short. There is no sunlight. It is dank and dark and, and sad. Even here in LA, there's just a vibe. It's not the sun. But the days are short. There's there's more darkness. And that's why, traditionally, you know, in the fucking northern hemisphere, is that where we are? Where the it's the winter now. And if you're listening to Australia, it's the summer now. But uh, in the winter, you have these rituals like Christmas time, like like the lighting of the candle, the menorah, okay, that are like bringing heat and coziness and sweets and feasts into your home. Because if you don't have those things, you will slit your wrists because it's so depressing. But now it's January and the feasts have passed and the coziness has passed. And now you just have to be fucking cold and bleak. And then in January, also because of fucking bullshit linear time, we have this new year vibe. This new year, new you. You got to fix yourself. You're all fucked up. You got to be skinnier and drink juice. Um, and that's not real also. It's not, you know, linear time isn't real. There's no reset, although there is a new moon reset, and that is very natural. And uh, listen, I do think that the Capricorn energy of the season, there is sort of like a, 
a healthiness to it. There's like a look at yourself. There is a sober January to it. But, you know, yeah, that's not real. So, you know, we, we should just like be as depressed. So that's my pep talk to my own self that this is the most depressing time of the year. We, you know, but all of these things are constructed and there's no reason to not eat cookies <laughs> to eat, to have your feasts and to have coziness and like light a bunch of candles. So I have lit a bunch of candles. Celebrations are not complete as long as I keep Christmas in my heart all year round. <laughs> keep it, keep it light. Keep it bright. Keep it cozy. Okay. That was a pep talk. Um, what are, what? Oh, I didn't put some magic on it. I always forget to put some magic on my pep talks. Um, okay. I'm going to, maybe I'm going to give myself permission to keep my lights up. Mm, yeah, I'll just keep my lights up. That'll feel really good. Okay, not really magic, but that's good. Linear time isn't real. That's another thing to remember. Linear time isn't real. Linear time isn't real. Yeah, because if I get in the sun, who even cares what time it is? Okay, um, astrology. This is not an astrology podcast. I, I would never deign to think that this was an astrology podcast, but I do note that today, as I record this on January 12th, it is a Capricorn new moon. A Capricorn new moon is renewal, reset, be discerning. Let's get serious. Let's get our shit together. But also blank slate, you know, but kind of not blank slate. Like, let's pay attention. Oh, God, I hope these fucking Dems don't move to not hold this motherfucker accountable for inciting a riot. Okay. Uh, tarot card. I pull a tarot card for my good and gentle listeners. You're good. You're gentle. You deserve some guidance. I got a little guidance for you. It's the Ace of Cups reversed. A card I have pulled for the good and gentle listeners before. I love the Ace of Cups. Looks like a hand coming out of nowhere. A big sweet hand and it's offering you a sip of water and you're parched and you drink it. But this is reversed. Oh no, bro, why are you pouring your drink out? That's what it looks like. Um, and generally I think that's the vibe, you know, um, don't lose your energy. Um, don't uh, keep track of your dreams, you know. Keep focused on uh, the dream world and not this bullshit reality. Um, and my, I think the message that I got was to drink. If you're an alcohol drinker, maybe you're doing a sober January. Remember, linear time isn't real. You can just drink. And uh, the Ace of Cups reversed says that that is the message maybe you need here. Okay. That is the intro of the podcast. I'm excited to bring the guest up it's the guest turn to talk and uh thank you for joining me this week please enjoy the interview with lauren mayer and we're back i am joined today by lauren mayer hi lauren hi brie i'm so glad to be a guest thank you for having me oh, my pleasure welcome to you can do it with Repruit. um you are a comedian you uh, are in los angeles and you do musical comedy you do satirical political things tell us about what you do oh first of all i'm outside of san francisco not in LA. oh san francisco that's oh my gosh right. that's okay yes. same same difference i kind of it's like California. I'm just like, hmm, yes, you're here. Well, and you intuited it because I grew up in Southern California. I grew up in Irvine, oh. actually. Oh, cool. So cool, yes, cool, cool. you intuited that. Obviously, I have some kind of Southern California about me. Uh, <laughs> so I write songs about current events. Um, I've been a songwriter and a musician and a performer um, for years. And uh -huh. uh, about eight years ago, nine years ago, I started getting really upset at political news. This is during the 2012 election and my kids and my husband got tired of me yelling at the TV. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll write songs because this is as bad as politics will ever get. And so I might as well jump on it now because this won't last. Ha ha. 
And I, I wrote a song, submitted it to a website. Um, they said, this is great. You got any more? And I said, oh, heck, I could write a song a week. So they said, will you? So I committed to doing these weekly, and I've been doing it since the summer of 2012. Every Damn, week. dude. Yeah, every week. Are you on YouTube? Is YouTube your main platform? Yeah, I've been doing some on Facebook. I get more views on Facebook, but they're also weirder to deal with and they take things off sometimes. So I And harder to monetize. Yeah, yeah. You can't and YouTube has changed their monetization too, so it's still right. hard because it's all about number of minutes watched and my songs are short. But I do one a week and I've been oh. doing so yeah, my YouTube channel is Psycho Supermom. Because that's okay. what my kids used to call me. Love it. And then um <laughs> So, yeah, I post my songs there. Um, I tell people I write from the perspective of a liberal, feminist, opinionated Jewish mother. And I know the last part's redundant. <laughs> and so that's kind of so, you know, I, I used to write a lot about a variety of issues. Let's just yeah. say since 2016, I've had no shortage of material. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Roast that fool. Yes. I love seeing how all of my friends and just like people I admire have adapted, you know, to this reality. Cause like I knew people who would say things like, Oh, I'll never go political. I will never do current events. Like, cause that stuff doesn't play on the road. You know, you don't want to divide a room, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then the gloves came, gloves came off, you know? Well, and it's so overwhelming. I mean, in comedy, yeah. I mean, yes, you can do your, how about that bad airplane food? Well, we can't do right. that now, but. No, that's over. We'll never hear. But generally the best comedy <laughs> yeah. comes out of life and that can be your own personal experience. I mean, I did milk my kids, um, so to speak, for material. <laughs> um, and I did do stuff about them, but what's been going on politically for the past four years has been so overwhelming and. As we've seen with COVID, it has literally affected our daily lives. So yeah. if that's on top of mind, then that's what going to be what, what the audiences want to hear, too. And, you, it's, you know, being a comedian, you also have to kind of name the reality. Right. Like, it's also like, we were recording this, I should say, on January 6th, 2021. <laughs> Crazy day. Which is, this, how could you do, you couldn't get on stage tonight without saying, like, this is the reality. This is where we live. Yes. You the know. world is crazy. And we've got U.S. senators giving fist bumps to white supremacy terrorists. I mean, absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I texted. I have grown sons now. And one called me like, Mom, this is crazy. And he's, yes, I've I know. Seen. I texted my mom, too. But my younger son, I had texted him saying and I and I had told them both after the 2016 election, this is going to be yeah. one of those pivotal moments. You remember my kids are too young to remember 9-11. But for probably your generation, that's like your first. Oh, yeah. I actually, I, I really remember Watergate. And that was a big deal. And I was in high school at the time. So that's my first big event. And I thought 2016 would be the pivotal political event for my kids. Like, oh, yeah, no, look at this. And I don't know if you've seen on the news, they're talking about the 25th Amendment. I mean, this is unprecedented. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. So, yes, how could you do a comedy show tonight and not say, oh, by the way, the Capitol is being attacked for the first time since 1812. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Since 1812. Wow. Well, actually, wow, the wow, War of it. 1812. I think it was 1814. I was a history major. Oh, there it is. There's a political comedian. Yes. So did you, you mentioned that you were songwriting. Did you kind of pivot to comedy at, in 2012? Or was that always kind of in the songwriting? It was like always in it because, you know, with a voice, I have a, I have a comedy voice. I don't have a legit singing voice so I mean oh my god I say the exact same thing about myself oh, really? that I'm yeah I'm funny for, I'm not a funny singer I am 
a, a comedian who can sing okay. Yeah, and for a comedian, I sing really well. For a singer, I'm really funny. That's kind yeah. of the way. I, so probably the same for you. Yeah, same. So I, I used to do a lot of corporate comedy. That was actually kind of what oh, I did yeah. first. And then I would write novelty songs for cabaret singers. And they did some as a singer pianist. And it was all stuff about just topical, non-political stuff. Yeah. I did a thing. I wrote a song about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they weren't a TV show. Um, there was a thing in the Bay Area, one of the droughts years ago, where they were saying, you know, try to minimize your showers or combine with people. So I wrote a song, song about the joys of the drought because you had to shower with people, that kind of thing. So I was doing that. And then when I had yeah. kids, boy, was that fertile so to speak, material. Yeah. So I did a whole cup. I did a couple of albums uh, about comedy songs about being a mom. So, and the topical stuff that I did before 2012 was more something about celebrity culture. And then, yeah. and I've since then I did. I have a love song to Steph Curry. <gasps> it's called "Just Another Middle-Aged Jewish Mother with a Crush on Steph Curry." Ah, I've, that's so good. I did one called "Dear Internet Trolls," which. Wow. Came out of the political stuff because if I mention feminism or guns, ooh, they go yeah. after me. So I did a song called "If My Uterus Were a Gun," they would leave it alone, <laughs> obviously. Um, obviously, and that brought out the gun nuts and the yeah. anti-feminist folks. And so I wrote a song that's not political, but just about what it's like to be trolled. And so, oh. yeah. So I've always done comedy songs. I yeah. You know, I would write the parodies for the high school debate team. Kind of, you know. I've always oh. done that. Parodies for family events. It's just your calling. It's, it's my just calling. Your medium. It's my thing. You also, you know, you know how like I don't know if you listen to much rap music, but rap is all about comedy to me, and like that's you're you're a rapper sort of. Well, I do. I've done some. You're I, the heart of a rapper. I've done some raps. I, uh, <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, you, they're not very natural. good. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yes. But that whole, that whole, like, it's you know, it's the setup is in the music. Mm -hmm. So the the punchline is like kind of in the is in the rhythm of exactly. It, you know, yes. I love that. I I try to find music in my spoken jokes that are not. Well, uh, and there's musical. musicality to the spoken word <laughs> yeah. too, because yeah. you go up, you go down. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot you can do Beauty. with your voice. Beautiful. Well, Lauren, um, okay, you said Psycho Supermom, but where is there any other places where me and my listeners can show up for you? Absolutely. On Facebook, uh, it's Lauren Mayer Comedy Songs. And on Twitter, it's at Lauren's Comedy with no apostrophe, just L-A-U-R-E-N-S-C-O-M-E-D-Y. Um, right. But the YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash Psycho Supermom. Fabulous. So go check out, um, you know, Psycho Supermom, you know, like leave it playing in the background when you're doing other things. We need to pay these comedians bills. Okay. Thank you. And if you Good all the gentle. links, if they don't want to remember everything, just go to LaurenMayer.com because all the yeah. links and are there. And I tell people, you know, you're a generation where Lauren is a common name. I knew nobody with my name growing Whoa! up. Oh, interesting. So for what I used to tell people, it's Lauren like Lauren Bacall. And now I say it's Lauren, yeah. you know, like, like, um, Oh, I just forgot her name. The Lauren who was the mom on Gilmore Girls. Oh, um, yeah. I don't anyway. remember. But now name. there's a yeah. zillion Laurens out there. <laughs> there are and then Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R, like John Mayer. Yes. But we're not related. Oh, good. <laughs> He's problematic. Yes. Um, okay, Lauren. Well, we should definitely, we will definitely show up for you. Thank and, you. And um, 
I love to have new people on the podcast. And I just have a question is, how can I build you up, Buttercup? Well, it's funny. I loved the idea of this channel of having people address specific challenges. And actually, we talked about a couple of different things, but I realized my biggest challenge is that I am a sensitive artist (gasps) and which relatable. I suck at marketing and I'm a good songwriter. I'm a good humor writer. I'm very organized and I can do a lot of things. Well, marketing is really hard. Because that's saying, hey, everybody, look at me and buy my stuff. And I don't know if this, I think some of it is a male-female thing. Because I look at the guys that I, you know, I've done some guests on on comedy shows. And the guys have no trouble promoting themselves and talking about how great they are. And not all, I think a lot of us women, we're raised to be nurturers and to take care of everybody else before we take care of ourselves. And that plus, you know, it's just not something I'm good at. I'm not. I mean, I'm self-motivated, but I'm not an entrepreneur in the sense of getting off on selling things and playing with algorithms on Facebook so that I can do ad. I, I, that yeah. stuff just makes it go, ew, ew, ew. And I know it's yeah. part of the gig, but I'm not good at promoting myself. And that makes it doubly hard because what I do doesn't fit into a niche. It's I'm not, I'm not a singer, like, you know, trying to sell myself as a singer-songwriter, I went back in the day when there were comedy clubs a couple times I would do them and they're just like well we don't hire singers I'm a comedian who does funny songs have you ever heard of Tom Lehrer Mark Russell Alan Sherman Bo Burnham hello hello and they don't know what to do with me so it's it's tough and that's been a thing ever it's funny I did I did win some cabaret awards in San Francisco and through that I got invited to do the comedy store audition thing back in the day and I went to the audition and I did my little song about you know I have a song called Mary Neurotic or Gay as in all the men I meet are one of the above and and the guy after me impersonated male genitalia having its first sexual experience complete with sound effects and yeah he was barely old enough a hit. to drink and he was the one they asked back and not me because Damn. they didn't know what to do with me so Ugh. it's tough so that's my challenge and with you know with covid i was start before covid i was starting to get more live gigs for the political stuff because that's become such a yeah. hot thing those all went away yeah. and it's it's tough i i mean i support myself by teaching i'm a a vocal coach and I can I can do that but that's used to be about half my income and the other half was performing or writing I would sometimes write specialty songs for corporate events but that's all gone and I'm starting at square one again trying to market myself and prove myself and it's I hate in this online space and even before that it was always something I struggled with so it's you know so it's the double whammy of not fitting into a neat little box you know, yeah. and then right. I also have... It's a more nuanced thing to try to get people on board with. Right, and yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people putting out comedy music on the internet, so trying to monetize that, unless you're Randy Rainbow or Kim Kardashian or whoever, you you know, I don't have yeah. that kind of reach. And yeah. um, sorry for the beef, I'm turning my well, heat okay. down. It's cold <laughs> in the Bay Area tonight. Yeah. And so it's... And I mean, I know it's part of the gig and I got to do it, but it's really hard. And it and I've struggled so much with it that when it doesn't work, I end up being disappointed that I did all this outreach. I take, you know, I don't know about you, 
everybody and their brothers teaching class online about how to market yourself as a comedian, solo entrepreneur, musician, singer, songwriter, whatever. I take all these things and I try all this stuff and it doesn't work. So I feel I've wasted my time and I feel like I'm disappointed in myself and I suck. So it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. It's oh, hard. Thank you for sharing it, Lauren. I hate that. I hate this for you. I hate this, you. that this is your struggle. I really appreciate you sharing it. And I was just thinking about how, you know, the good, the good and gentle listeners are probably not musical comedians, but I feel like we are all asked to present a version of ourselves for our careers right. in various fields. Whatever and you it is. sort of have to sell it. You know, whether you're a real estate agent or a preschool teacher, you kind of, especially because of social media, you kind of have to have this other version of yourself that you have to sell to people. Or if you're on a dating website, God forbid, God protect you. I know. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. And I think as women, it's really, we know we have to put ourselves forward, but oh, but what if they don't like me? And what if I'm being obnoxious by talking too much about myself? So there's that. Um, that's major. Yeah. I I always, I try to, you know, I, whenever I give somebody a pep talk, I try to name all the things that are macro, you know, that are not really in your control. Um, number one is like, you really shouldn't have to bust your ass working through a pandemic. Right. You should be able to take a break and write some delicious songs for your own self while we get $2,000 a month, which is what we would get if we were in New Zealand right now right, or exactly. wherever, you know. So number one, like boo capitalism and yeah. your mental health, you know, should not suffer because you have to sh- sell your songs on the Internet during a pandemic when we should just be like dealing with it and, you know, processing a coup and, you know, and, and combat yeah. the fact that because I mean, what's great about the Internet is it's democratized putting material out there. I mean, I can create an album on my iMac. Hell yeah. I used to have to go into studios with 24 track tape and it was hideously expensive. There's that. I can put a video out on the internet without an agent. But the the, the flip side of that is anybody can put a song out and there's no rhyme or reason to what goes viral. So yes, somebody talented like Sarah Cooper, uh, is that her name? Sarah Cooper. Yes. I mean, even if he does go viral, you might not be able to monetize that. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of and people like Sarah Coopers who didn't go viral. And I have didn't get like paid. almost 17,000 followers on Facebook. Every time oh, I yeah. do a live stream, I get at least a, a thousand or more people watching it. They love my stuff yeah. and they don't give me any money because Facebook is free and comedy yeah. on the internet is free. And I get love. Comedy is ephemeral. Yeah. And my stuff is so time specific. Yeah. It's not going to be, I mean, I did a song that people loved and got posted called Warnicking My Ossoff about the Warnick and Ossoff runoffs, <laughs> which is really fun. It was a great song, but it's done. Yeah. I mean, that's over. It's got a short shelf life. God bless you for putting so much energy into something that is, yeah, And ephemeral. people love it. And I have made my peace with the fact that I don't do the comedy songs to make money because I have tried and it doesn't work. But I, I have a matrix of how I view what I should be spending my time on. Does it make me money? Does uh-huh. it further my goals? Do I enjoy yes. it? Or am I doing something good in the world? Am I adding yes. good? And I get comments all the time. Your songs are what help me stay sane through oh. this crazy time. So it's my way of doing something good for the world. 
Yeah. So you're ticking those boxes. But God, it's nice. You know, we got to make money. We got to pay our bills. It's capitalism. It's not something we picked. And if we did value capitalism over all things, we sure as fuck wouldn't be sitting behind a piano or a microphone. Exactly. So you are a smart person. You know this. You were called to do all these things to, you know, bring love and light to these people. And unfortunately, um, these systems are keeping you in turmoil and, you know, just trying to remind you that, like, that's not that's not something you chose. You wouldn't have chosen these circumstances. So and then the other thing you named, the other macro piece that you named is the women piece, which I think is enormously important. And, you know, I just want to name that for the listener that women performers have to do so much emotional work to take up space and be and demand to be heard because and and it's insidious and men might not even realize this but women are really taught socialized to be quiet and small and invisible and i'm sorry because i mean you're almost i think a different generation than i'm i thought this would be done for younger women i mean no it's not done i was raised when i was given the advice Oh my, I got dumped by a boyfriend because I did better than he did at a debate tournament. And I was told, Maybe well, if so good. basically you want boys to like you, don't act so smart. And I thought, well, that's got to be done now. Or I was socialized by parents who who told me, yeah. no, 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 you're the good girl. You sit in the back. You, you, yeah. you know, we need you to not complain. And that was our role. And I'm sorry that that hasn't changed in a whole generation. It's. You know, I think give it maybe one or two more generations. And and obviously I've gotten over it. You know, I'm in my 30s and I'm a big, loud comedian at this point. But yes, it there was still a lot of work that had to be done, yeah. as I'm sure you even had more emotional work to do. Um, because, yeah, it's being socialized is no joke. No. Like it's it's a culture, you know, so bravo to us doing the yes. brave work and, and being the women who change perspectives and model other things yes. for the women that are coming. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, and and marketing is this other piece of that, which yeah. is like, I mean, it's like, not only am I demanding people look and listen to me, um, I'm also going to pay to make sure that they, you know, I'm going to invest money to make sure that they do. And then that other piece of like, okay, now I have to decide or or think about what they want from me and market that in a way that is snappy and visually appealing or all the things and to cut through the like you know when I was in college it was that people saw 18,000 ads a day was the number and now it's got to be like quadruple that we must see like so many ads a day and there's statistics on how many times people have to see your particular ad or statement or promo before it even registers and yet we're told, don't draw too much attention to yourself because that's obnoxious. I was certainly socialized that way. Yeah. And now you've got trolls who are literally punishing you for being too visible. Exactly. And that's I think that's a response. And what you're talking about of, you know, I thought the next generation would be, you know, more safe from women being themselves. Well, that trolling is like, you know, kind of the tool of oppression. Oh, it's it's so awful and i mean what i've gone through is nothing like the gamergate people you know, right the women with that it's if i do something very liberal which is most of it sometimes they find me um what's interesting is it's not just a women thing i have so my younger son does comedy music i don't know oh, where good. he gets it Aww. but his stuff is aimed at millennials 
obviously. And he, one of his hit songs is making fun of incels, uh, which I actually know what it is, but none of my friends do. So just sure, to get you, was, you know, it's it, Good. The, an involuntary incel, involuntary celibate, which is basically guys who are so just awful to be around that they can't get a date. But and they celebrate it. They do. Like that's the culture. Well, like- they celebrate it in the sense that they deserve the government or some authority giving them a possession of a woman. But when he posted that song, he got trolled by the incels. So they'll yeah. go after a guy if he dares criticize them. Oy. Well, that's brave. I would not go after incels. If any incels are listening, uh, I really appreciate you and you're doing great. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mess, I'm not messing with dudes who have a VPN and nothing to live for, you know? like. Well, that's... I used to tell people the first time I got <laughs> trolled, and I mean, the comments were about my voice. You know, I don't mind if somebody says... You know, fun song, but you're wrong. I grew up in Orange County, actually, not in L.A. Oh, wow. And when I was there, there were even fewer Jews than Democrats. It was a really Reagan-esque, you know. So I have high school friends who are pretty conservative, but they're civil. So they'll say, you know, cute song, but you're wrong on the the facts or whatever. Mm. I can deal with that. But these were criticizing not just my politics, but my voice, my looks, lots of anti-Semitic stuff. Because Ew. and it was and and threatening violence, yeah. And I got really really scared. And then I like to say I read a little closer and realized the only thing to which they posed a threat was English. And, right. Yes. Correct. And so <laughs> I mean, they really they're 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 waving their whatever's around for each other. They're not trying to make a point to us. Right. But it's still right. distasteful. And it's unfortunate that, that women actually, because your generation is a lot more active on social media than mine are the ones who just post pictures of their kids or their grandkids. But, you know, <laughs> as more and more women are putting their work out there, yeah. you get attacked and it's it's awful. And I, and, atta- yeah. and I didn't, I would think that the looks thing would be done by now. Mm. And it's not. If uh, Yeah. I mean, I think what I will say is that I don't know that like that movie, The Social Dilemma on Netflix is a really good documentary about how um, kind of the birth of QAnon and like kind of the grossest corners of the Internet, like incels, you know, frankly, and like 4chan, stuff like that. What that documentary and I talked about on this podcast kind of missed to me is that, you know, I've also seen some really beautiful movements. Um, I'm a I'm a chubby girl. I'm a I'm I'm big into the um, hashtag body positivity movement on Instagram. Um, I think there are a lot of problems with it also. But, you know, it's just like, wow, I love seeing a bunch of bigger bodies. And this is making my life so much better. Right. And it's a huge, you know, millions of of girls and, and people um, are taking part of it. So it is a community builder. Yeah. I mean, I felt like that with my Facebook followers. I have met yeah. some really cool people who have found my songs, will tell me I keep them sane, will yeah. also share my songs with their friends. They send me notes. Sometimes they do send virtual tip jar contributions or they'll join. I have a Patreon. So I'm on, I have a Patreon page um, and they will join that and tell me they love my work. And it's, um, there's a lot that can be good. Um, yeah. with that community building, uh, especially now that we're all so isolated, it is a way of reaching out to people. But that's so great. I mean, I th- that's what I was gonna say. You know, I try to offer some resources. I mean, you've been doing this for so long. Like, it's not like I have a ton of resources to offer you. But when you were talking about your, you know, you have seventy thousand or seventeen thousand followers on Facebook, you have all these like 
people who obviously dig you and understand the brand already. Right. So it's kind of like there's two kinds of marketing. There's marketing for strangers, you know, that you haven't met yet and you want to bring in that would really connect with you. And then there's even getting through this like wild algorithm to people who already follow you. Right. Because that's really difficult too, because the, these social networks mess it up every once in a while. Well, and there's just so damn much content. It's there's hard so to not content. get lost. I'm yeah. trying to direct people over to my mailing list and my YouTube channel because that way, you know, if I could really get yeah. all the, you know, even a, a portion of those Facebook folks over to YouTube, then I would monetize. And then that, hell yeah. And then trying to build that up. It's, it's, it's hard. We're trying to fight through a lot of noise because there's just yeah. so much content out there. Um, and there, so, and who knows, maybe one of them will go viral if I keep at it. But um, I think it, you know, the virality mm. piece is great, but it's, it's, you gotta like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, the when you were talking about building a following, you know, I was thinking about it like a snowball or like like a sheep herder or something. Like it's like it's like you're herding these, you know, these followers who are who are your people and they, you know, support you and you gotta keep moving them to the platforms that serve you right. and that you respond to. Like, I am not good on Twitter. I hate Twitter. I am kind of not a, a concise comedian like yeah. I'm not good with brevity which is why I'm doing a hour plus podcast sometimes um so yeah so people follow me on Twitter I have a lot of Twitter followers but I'm like no dude that's not it I don't know how to how to get you to where I am able to do the work more and yeah that's the thing is you, you're talking about like all these different um you know live performance was really it and then now we're having to pivot and the discomfort yeah. of trying to figure out a, a methodology my I had a weekly show in LA before we went um before we had to shut down in March and um now they're on Twitch Twitch and I'll tell you what Twitch is like a very chill social platform like it's a lot of boys playing video games my son other... my son live streams mm. on Twitch but he also does he'll do music shows where he'll be like I'm gonna play um Wasted again in Margaritaville until somebody requests something, or he'll do oh, it in a bunch that. of stuff. So much. I know, but he'll do silly stuff <laughs> like. But he and he's putting out an album where he's oh, been streaming it on nice. Twitch. So he's been like, "Mom, you yeah. got to get on Twitch. You got to get on Twitch." It's just, I. It's just whatever platform works the best right. for you. A, a lot of people in the pandemic were on Instagram Live. I tried doing an Instagram Live and I hated it. Yeah, it just the it like the connectivity was bad for me. And it just didn't, uh, it just didn't vibe. And so the po the podcast has been my my thing. Um, but I don't know how to market it. I don't know how to get it out there. But I'm just trying to uh, channel my uh, creativity into like a medium. Well, but I think you did working. the right thing in terms of, I mean, like this hoo ha ha platform that we met through. Yeah, we connected. Is great, and they put one of my videos on their end of the year compilation. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's what I can't. I think trying to make something go viral is just futile. It's there's yeah. no way you can control that because I mean, I looked at a couple of, I did a lot of pandemic 
quarantine songs. And I think some of them, I did one called the, the day that grandma braved the line at Costco. Cause actually my 84 year old mother lives with us and Cute. she went to senior hours at Costco. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, I did a few of those, but you know, some person with a dang, like bad guitar and bad singing, but something caught someone's eye and it went viral. You can't yeah. control that. But what yeah. I can do is write because that's how I express myself. I know people like it and then look for organic opportunities. And so I'm on the hoo ha mailing list. And usually if there's a creator opportunity I, that I'm yeah. appropriate for, I'll submit and I keep my eyes open for other things. If people are doing live stream comedy shows and they need a musical guest, it's like, great, I'll jump in. Yeah. And that's all we can do, really. It really is. You're on your way, Lauren. I can feel it. You're like, you're really open. You're really saying yes to all the opportunities and and whatever the universe has for you. Thank you. And I think the other thing that is helping is I'm giving myself a break from marketing just for a little bit. Like, maybe the way you say organic. Yeah. I mean, what is organic marketing? But like, you know announcing your intentions right. to do something and doing and, what you do without and doing what you do without trying to push it someplace yeah yeah you're just releasing things yeah. and you have a followership I think you know there are some things where you're gonna be like this is fucking good and this is like evergreen for at least a month yeah so maybe this is the thing that I try to make um, my followers get, you know, well, it's funny. You should mention the word evergreen. The one thing I have done, I've done a couple of things. I think it's almost like what you're doing with your podcast. I, there was a, another female singer songwriter who does comedy songs that I had connected with through a comedy music festival. And she lives in New Jersey, but, uh, she had asked me if I wanted to help her write a song. So we started doing a weekly zoom get together where we were writing mm. together and sometimes she'd help me with my stuff or I'd help her with hers. Yeah. Well, that lasted about uh, maybe a month and we wrote a couple of those songs and then we just started talking. And now we do this weekly hour ish long. What's going on for you this week? How can we support each other? And she'll tell oh. me about the opportunities that she hears about, or I'll tell her about things. It has been one of the bright spots of the whole pandemic because we've gotten really close. And what's funny, we had a, a we meet on Mondays and we were talking about how hard it is to try to sell any of what I do because it's so yeah. timely. And she said, well, you know, I let, she loves my internet troll song. And she said, that's, <laughs> that's an evergreen, you know, you need yeah. more evergreen songs. And I thought, well, that's it. So I, I, my new year's resolution is one of my four weekly songs each month will be an evergreen. Ooh, and it could be an evergreen. Yeah. So one of my songs that I, I'd seen this one singer songwriter do a whole concert. Great. More folky than my style. My style is more mm-hmm. musical theater. But I noticed even though his stuff touched on timely issues, often the song itself wasn't time sensitive. And I yeah. went home from that show and I thought, I'm going to write something that's not that time sensitive. And I wrote the my most viral song I've ever done is the sexual harassment prevention song which is all about if you don't want all this stuff to happen, hire more women. If you don't want all these awful things, hire more women. Hello, it's not that hard. But I did a whole song about that. And um, that went like 3 million views. Hell yeah. But they weren't all on YouTube and it was not enough to monetize, but it did really well. (laughs) And I'm working on an electoral college song, which 
you know, it's obviously very relevant to I this mean, week. Hello. But yeah. it could be timeless. So that kind of thing. Every four years. Yeah. <laughs> God. So, yeah. And try to do yeah. something just about life. See, you're you're doing it like I this I I I hear that it feels like a struggle, but I think you're totally adapting, you know, and it's not marketing, but you're like meeting the requirements of this unfortunate situation that yeah. we're in. I I was thinking, you know, maybe some, you know, I, um something to take um from this conversation is when you were talking about corporate, you know, working in corporate. I've done corporate shows and stuff like that. And sometimes you just have to like, you know, it's a job and it's like you're expressing yourself artistically, but the parts of it that you're are a job is like, okay, well, I'm going to write something for, you know, this is a this is a company that makes ping pong balls. So let me make a ping pong ball song or like let right. me use this this song that I know is going to kill in this scenario. And, you know, I think it's just those skills. That, that actually, are, I mean, I, that's good for you for getting it. I have struggled um, to get, I used to work with a lot of corporate meeting planners back like, before I had kids even. Yeah. And then I lost some of those contacts and trying to get back in just wasn't working. Um, I'd love to do corporate gigs and I'm not getting them. Oh. And it's really frustrating because I always, I, what I do with my corporate gigs is I write song parodies about them. Yeah. And, and I've also done it where I write for the people within the company so I could write yeah. them a song to do about the new product or whatever. But I don't know how to get that stuff out there. I mean, well, I think that um, what I was actually referring to, I thought you were you were, you know, you had a background. What I mean is like your background in corporate shows, I think, are going to that ability to meet the needs of, of a, yeah. a gig like a job or or, you know, you're hired at a nightclub and you've got to follow someone who's doing something nuts and you have to address right, that. Right. Or you have to address the coup that happened today. Yeah. Um, like those are your pro skills that now you're like, I'm on YouTube and I'm on, I'm in this pandemic and now I have to sort of meet the needs of my audience in this moment yeah. in the same way as if the the needs of your audience were a, a nightclub in San Francisco or a, right. you know, a ping pong ball factory, which was a corporate uh, job that I made that's up. But sounds like it sounds fun. fun. And out. actually, that's one thing I feel like, is, at least in terms of being able to perform online, yeah. because I've been doing these weekly videos, I've gotten used to performing structure. the structure of it, performing to a computer camera or a video oh, camera. Yeah. And I mean, that's a whole challenge. So that's it's more thing. just, I mean, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said, you should get an agent or send your stuff to Seth Meyers or you should send yeah. your stuff to Rachel Maddow. I do. I tr you you have to know somebody to get into those kinds of things. You really and that's do. That's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, what you said at the beginning was it's like you feel like you have to self promote because there aren't a lot of people championing musical comedians doing what you do. Right. Uh, like I I hear that and it's like I I I really love musical comedians and I love to book them and put them on lineups and hey if the world opens back up please come to LA I will. and do my shows. I Good. would love Girl. to because I've got yes. actually my best friend from high school is in LA and she's like you're coming down as soon as the pandemic Hell is yeah. over and there's you know we can go to LA again. And I don't fuck I don't really get it. I don't really get people leaving musical comedians off of lineups um because I think the variety is so great, you know. I was actually watching the Comedy Store documentary on Showtime. Right. from like Mitzi Shore back in the day and they were talking about how before kind of the 70s it was, you know, 
a more of a variety vibe where right. there would be a singer, then a comedian, then a juggler or something. Right. And then through the comedy store, it became like a 10 comedian lineup. Right. And guess what? I hate that. <laughs> and it's I so funny. Like there that. used to be, there was a comedian here who ran a thing called Kung Pao Kosher Comedy and it was a New Year's oh. Eve Jewish themed. I've done a whole album of comedy songs about Hanukkah and the holidays and what it's like to be Jewish surrounded by Christmas stuff. (laughs) And I sent her my stuff and she's like, no, it's a comedy show. I know these are funny songs. And so you have this lineup of eight or nine comedians all doing the same Jewish shtick. And yes, they're different, but come on, have a break. Variety. And I think the variety is nice and and it showcases the... I think it makes the comedians come across better because it's like what they used to do in those old hungry eye and, you know, all the old San Francisco yeah. clubs in the sixties, they would put a singer on in between the comedians yeah. to, to give the audience a break. I think it's the United States too, because stand up is so specific a form here. Yeah. And I don't know, like I, I did I, uh, a comedy contest with an Australian comedian named Ann Edmonds who did songs and yeah, I remember the audiences were really thrown. Um, but I, I don't mean to, I, I don't want to discourage you because I think actually what you're doing, putting these songs on the internet, like they're in a little container. Right. It's not like they're in, on a stand up show. So I think that's going to be, I, I just, I feel like you're going to get a lot of success and keep accumulating these followers. Thank you. And I do like a like a snowball. And I do. Well, it's a pretty friggin slow snowball. (laughs) But but when it picks up speed, it's exponential. And that's kind of what that virality is supposed to do for us. And I do believe when things open up and we can have live shows again, I think people are going to be so hungry for anything. And the one thing I have found is the women comedians that I have met and I've met a few through like there are a couple who go to the comedy music things that I've gone to people like you and a couple of um do you know amanda cohen i did oh yeah 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 Yeah. so she's put me on a couple of her shows for flappers because she gets it she likes what i do and i'm finding you know the women especially who are working now i mean mitzi shore didn't like me because and again i didn't have that much confidence then anyway um the other thing is at the time i was performing at the piano which is limiting now i do it with Mm -hmm. pre-recorded tracks or if i can hire a pianist and I stand up because you can reach the audience more but I feel like women are more supportive of other women we don't view each other as competition yeah and so I'm looking for more women-oriented comedy shows at some point and that's where I want to do more yeah yeah and you know I think like you're saying like there may not be a lot of opportunities for people who are willing to promote you but you're saying there are some and you know you keep finding those yep and it'll just get easier and and then you can echo their their marketing. You right. Know? That's that's something that I, I was just talking about is like, I never really know exactly what to say about myself. But when someone gets it right and I'm just like, all right, well, that's what I that's what I say about myself now. Because, right. <laughs> because that's just easier. Um, yeah. I so um, I don't really have any other. Oh, the other resource I was going to offer is like, God, I hate to be this guy. But have you thought about TikTok? Have you gotten into TikTok? You know, it's funny. That was on my list. The two things people have told me you really should look into are Instagram and TikTok. Um, I think Instagram, whatever, but I think TikTok is something for you. But TikTok, but see, I guess I I need to get one of my millennial kids to sit me down because I know it's short. The, the Girl, I 
even that might even be too new for your millennial sons to know. Oh about no, they know about it. They know <laughs> about it. It's like I'm I'm a I'm a uh you know in my 30s, but TikTok is still pretty tricky for me. I missed Snapchat. I was like I'm I missed it. Yeah, I, I'm not here. I was not on Snapchat. But um, the reason I like watching TikTok, I haven't exactly figured out how to post or posting on it yet. But what I think would work is like, um the ephemeral quality like right. what you're talking about is like they love music on tiktok they love politics it seems like and is there a time limit on tiktok because i know that was my issue yeah. with instagram it's like 30 seconds right it's it's short yeah but if you could use your pro skills and figure out how that platform suits if it suits you but like I think I say never force it yeah. because then you won't do it. It's like exercise that, right. you know, exactly. Like, I'm not going to do this. Fucking I did try a thing, thing with Instagram where I tried to take my songs and then do a different mm. edit that was only 30 seconds and then trying to email mm. that to my phone. It just feels like with TikTok, what makes the best sense and probably Instagram too is film it on your phone. Just do a little snippet. And what I could do is, and I've been thinking about playing with this, a trailer for my songs. So that then I yeah. can post in the profile, come see my my thing. And actually, well, I, you know what? I may try it this week with my Stacey Abrams song. Just film yeah. a little or of it. Or if there's, oh man, that would really cook on TikTok. They yeah. love her over there. Yeah. I was also thinking, I mean, maybe you start writing to, to the platform. You yeah. know, I, you're, you've probably been writing a certain way for a while. But if you get into it, then like suddenly it's a, you know, it's it's a 30 second song account. One person I was going to also direct you to is um, on TikTok is a uh, she's a chef named Tabitha Brown. And, you know, this is a woman who is like a yeah, mother of teenagers, figured out how to make TikTok work for her. And now she's got book deals. She's on USA Today. I mean, wow. she really hit it. And it was through she just shared her vegan recipes in a certain way. I should check that out. That actually sounds like fun. I watched the people who were doing things on it. Um, and, you know, I do have, I mean, not that everything I do has to be Jewish mother, but it's nice to have sort of a shtick on those things. And I'm I'm an old Jewish mother and on TikTok. That would be hilarious. Here's the other piece, though, is that TikTok's algorithm is really smart. And if people are like, oh, a Jewish mother account, perfect. Like they will be into like mother TikTok. They right. will be like, there's all these niches. I, for whatever reason, like I'm, I'm Asian. And like, when I started on TikTok, I, I was like only following Asian people. And then TikTok was like, okay, she only likes Asians. Give her what she wants, boys. And then I only saw Asians until I like made some changes to my algorithm because got to keep it diverse. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of a funny, you know, these algorithms are like, magic and sometimes it's bad but I do you know what I was okay we're reaching the end of our time you know but I, I you know one of the the things that I see for you if I can get into my witchcraft is like you know you've got this special art to share with people you know you're kind of your mom your momming and some some people out there really need that and so I'm really just trying to visualize and help you know I hope you are able to visualize like finding those stray people that need you and shepherding them into your flock of sheep yeah and then you know and then as many of them as possible are going to follow you to the places where you need them to monetize on YouTube Patreon um, and maybe having three million followers on TikTok means you have 30,000 
um, Patreon, you know, followers. Yeah. I really like this. And, you know, it's funny. Instagram, I just couldn't get the hang of. But TikTok, there's a sense of humor and a playfulness about it. Yeah. And I mean, I but also I, a lot of heart, right? Like what you're talking about, yeah, right, which and, is and both. Values. And I think that's mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I did I I missed the boat on doing my own embarrass my kids WAP dance, uh, <laughs> but well, there'll be another song. There will be another <laughs> one, but I do parodies of some pops. I actually did a Beyonce oh, yeah, song dude. once, and like just you know, I should not be doing Beyonce music, <laughs> not to mention dressing in the costume and, and the whole thing, but. Yes, I, I think TikTok could be. And I, even if I just do a little behind the scenes, this is me filming my new song, folks. And this yeah. is embarrassing and I'm going to let you see it. And so and it, so that you don't feel guilty, come watch my YouTube channel, whatever. Yeah, I love and, you know, you're you've done this work where you're like, you know how to ask people to look at you and, and just starting on TikTok and failing a little bit of, yeah. you know, just trying, throwing some shit at the wall, see what sticks. Um I, you can handle it. You're you're a grown ass woman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen social medias come and go. Yes, I've. I've yeah. I mean, what I'm doing didn't exist when I first got into comedy. Right. I mean, you know, that's. Yeah. Well, thank you. That is actually a oh really God, good suggestion, pleasure. and I'll let you know how it goes. Please, yeah. I mean, that's why all my listeners need to follow you on the other platforms so we can hear. Wait for that TikTok announcement, or <laughs> or just follow you in general. Um, yeah. And just the last thing I will say is, you know, with, when, if you're ever in a situation where you need to do marketing, um, you know, just try to think of that, that perfect audience member, that girl, maybe it's a girl person who just really needs some momming, really needs some like, you know, your point of view, your musicality. Um, they really need it. Their day is so dark and they really need it. And when you're writing the marketing copy, come see, me do this song xyz paying facebook 15 dollars to promote the post just think of that person who really needs you you know i think if it's just one person um and not the entire internet right it's a little less scary and a little less um a a little less like you're forcing yourself upon someone and more like you're offering right you know you're trying to find the person who actually needs you that's a really good way to look at it Thank you. We just got to get in, on top of our thoughts that have been corrupted by capitalism and patriarchy. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> and support other women. I really support like that. Women. I mean, I think Beautiful. that's that's the advantage of our the difficulty we have putting ourselves yep. first. But that also means we're a lot more open to supporting each other. Um, in general, the women that I've met in the comedy space are just not at all threatened by other women they're nurturing at all ages i've met older women i've met women your age and younger and they all want each other to succeed hell Um, yeah and and then i don't want to be gender specific there are plenty of men and non-binary people but it's basically the old white guys don't need them (laughs) that's my generation and i'm married to one of them and he's the exception to the rule but yeah this is a safe space for you to say that and, uh, we love <laughs> it we I'm love good. it um lauren thank you so much for joining us um, thank I... you so much this is like the, it's like a comedy a girlfriend conversation and therapy it's a lovely combination it's a pep talk it's what we're doing oh, <laughs> thank you so much um i'm gonna end the podcast like i end every episode of you can do it with reproot which is by singing the very end of boys to men's end of the road are you familiar with this song lauren it's been a while i remember okay I'm going to sing it, and if you remember any part of it and want to chime in, I welcome you to do that, okay? Okay. 
And now we've come to the end of the road. And I can't let go. It's so natural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Thanks, Laura. That was really lovely. You have a beautiful voice. <laughs> Thanks. I'll write you I some do. comedy songs when clubs Hell open yes. up again. Hell yes. The collaboration. Yay. Uh, Lauren, thanks again Thanks for being a lot, here. Free. Bye. Okay.